It's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. It's major week, but first we're going to talk about Justin Win, Justin Thomas's win at the WGC FedEx St. Jude. We're going to pre- preview the first major of the year with a special guest, hopefully. And as always, we'll give you some of some of our own DFS betting picks, and we're going to cap it off with birdies and bogeys of the week. So let's get into it. All right, time's finally here. It's been, I think, exactly or almost exactly 12 months. And we have a major championship. 54 weeks. 54 weeks. Over a year, we have a major championship now. Finally. (sighs) Feels good. Yeah. Good God. It doesn't feel feel as normal, obviously, but it's... I was watching live from the PGA last night and today. And it's I love I love like on Golf Channel and it just make, gets me in the mood every single time to watch when I watch that. Good thing I'm working Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna be a little weird with no fans. I don't oh, think definitely. so, honestly. I I, I yeah, it has to be a little bit weird. Like you would think, like if like remember when John Ron made that shot at the memorial? If that like if that happened with fans, the crowd would be going nuts. And then yes, if that then, happens this week, like there's be no reaction really. Think about no how crowd. many how many sporting events we've already watched in the past two months that just don't have fans. Right. But have we watched any like big, like championship sporting events? Yeah. Like not really, like besides the FA cup that I watched the other day, like not really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, say we haven't watched it. There's been no playoffs or basketball, no big games or baseball, no playoff playoffs happening. I don't think, I honestly don't think it's affected that bad. I mean, I don't think it affects much. I'm just saying, no. like, like, when you think majors, you think, like, the big crowds following Tiger and Rory and, like, the big players and, like, the big crowds surrounding them, and you don't really have that this week, or well, you don't have that at all this week. I think and, like, all of that is cool. I just, I don't think it, like, it ruins it for me that it's not. No, no, no. no yeah, it definitely doesn't, doesn't ruin, ruin it. it. I'm just saying it's, it's a little weird. Obviously, obviously, having a crowd is better, but, like, it's just going to be different. Like, where it's, like, it's going to be a major championship, but it's, like, I feel like it's not going to feel like that as much just because of the situation which is unfortunate but it's like i mean the other the other events didn't feel weird at all to me like without the crowd but i think this is the first one as like somebody watching it on tv is gonna feel a little different well because think about it the travelers championship watching thursday of that event doesn't look any different yeah right (laughs) like there's there's only like 15 people around there around yeah so but that's about it um you know major championship week you know what that means jeek one of the major championship office, office football pools. pool. Yeah. <laughs> so a little background. We've we've kind of talked about this a little bit um, on on the pod, just like sprinkled in like some something here and there about it. But last year, me and Jeke were in a bunch of these like pools for the for the major championships that where you have like you know it's kind of like D- DFS, almost like say? DFS, but um, a little bit. But different. it's not points for birdies. It's you, the points is system is just. The prize money that all your guys win. Yes. I like that and, though. I, yeah, I, it's based I, on I, like earnings. Before. It's fun. So pretty much, if you and pick guys that year, don't get cut. Yeah, pretty much. And, and last year, yeah, yeah, basically, guys can't, you guys can't get cut, and you have to finish as like obviously as good as possible. Right. Yeah. And during the U.S. Open, I was the only one who picked Gary Woodland. And yeah, crazy. Obviously, that led to a win. Yeah, Pat came in first. I came in like fourth. I'm, I think Pat and I finished top ten in all of these. Like we've done it like maybe top like five, four or five times. Like we finished up near the top almost every time, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So, so we got another you, one. You hear our DFS picks and they're kind of shitty. What? <laughs> and our DFS picks on here are kind of shitty. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why it's so good. funny. Uh, but we put together like good. solid lineups for this. Well, here's the thing: the DFS picks on this podcast aren't meant to technically be like because some because we started off with like you know our high salary guys and last mm-hmm. week we literally picked jt to be, be our, the high salary guy and i picked yeah, someone like max i screwed Elmer up i kind of Kevin didn't Schirmer. i didn't realize that we had jt as a high salary guy i just like when i when i went on the document this week i was like oh we had jt like we picked a winner kind of so like when i posted <laughs> jt was a winner i didn't realize that we like had picked him and i could have like clipped that <laughs> to yeah, make us like look been good, good. <laughs> yeah but like you know i picked max Homa and kevin streelman it wasn't really i wasn't picking guys that i thought were gonna come top five it's more guys that you you know 
Thick it's value. It's value. It's all about value. Value. Yeah, exactly. And they, and, they made week, the cut, and, and they made the cut last week, so good for us to make the cut. Yeah, everybody made the cut last week. <laughs> everybody made the cut. Everybody made the cut. Everyone, no, no, no. Everyone we picked made the cut. True. True. Yeah. So well, um, let's well, talk about uh, let's yeah, talk about yeah. Justin Thomas coming in hot for major week. I mean, Justin Thomas kind of saved my week. I uh, I placed a little live bet on him on Sunday uh, at like plus 140 or something like that or 120 uh, to win when he was I think one up on Brooks Kepka. And for a second, it looked a little bad because I thought because Brooks Kepka kind of at one point seemed like it was his tournament to lose mm-hmm. after JT uh, like kind of was falling apart. But, you know, obviously that wayward tee shot on 18 into the water kind of made that yeah, go away right well so well, i i texted JT got insanely lucky twice like with yeah, those, he hit uh, two shots that JT one tee was... shot on 15 and then the tee shot on 16 he had a clear shot too you cannot you cannot afford at a major championship to be to do that hitting those tee shots down the stretch he was yeah. pushing everything right yeah and like and like literally like on the broadcast i said like guess literally like a like by J, like buy a lottery ticket jt because you got like that was the luckiest thing that could have happened to you like he got through all his trees and left and like to like got to like a clear shot for like 60 yards or something like that hence like t- like five feet made the puffer birdie yeah i know so like th- i I, t- I talked about that like i uh i texted in our group chat i was like did anybody just see that shot because jt literally was like short-sighted and hit a shot that looked like it was going to bounce and just roll past the hole and then just the most check you've ever seen yeah, just, in your life. Yeah. Um, which whatever. I, like when, J- like I said at the beginning, like JT was on like the second hole and the leaders are like just teeing off. And I literally like texted in the thing. I think JT is going to win this. Like he was like four shots back. Like I had no confidence that Brendan Todd was going to win down the stretch. Like I just figured no, he was going to be like one or two over Brendan and JT Todd, was going to win. Brendan Todd versus like, in contention with Brooks Kepka and JT, it's like well, he had like he's good, but he had strokes on them though. Yeah, like, he had a couple of strokes yeah, on did. both of them. Um, which whatever. Like, I mean, Brendan so, Todd. This so is, much pressure though. This is the second time that's happened to him, and like, and since the comeback, like the restart. I mean, it happened to tra- the Travelers. Yeah, yeah, he was had the pretty much the lead on Sunday, and like comes in on Sunday and shoots like like two or three His over. Putting, His putting yeah, was terrible. I think, I think I think the next time he gets into that position, he'll be he'll be better. Just because he's used I, to I it, so. he's done it twice. Yeah. He's done. Brendan he's done twice, but more. Composed. It is. It he's, is crazy that Brendan Todd is still like up there in a lot of tournaments. Like in the, begin- in the, the beginning, the beginning of the year, he was winning a lot of like a couple of like small tournaments, not good fields, but like that was a good field last week, and he still finished in the top like ten or whatever. Brendan Todd was winning the the tournaments that like started this podcast, right? Like, yeah, I think. Possibly even the first two events that we covered, I think Brendan Todd went back to back and we were like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then he was leading the Ryder Cup points. I saw something actually. Yeah, exactly. I saw something <laughs> recently um, that's that was showing the like Corn Ferry Tour um, like qu- qualifiers last year. Mm-hmm. And both on that list were like Brendan Todd and Doc Redman. And Brendan Todd like missed missed it missed like the the Q school for the Corn Ferry Tour cut. Yeah, like, yeah, he was on the Q school like two years ago. And he no <laughs> like crazy. this year. Yeah, I know it's last, crazy. This t- he last is. Year. Um, he, he is Q. now. He's ninth in the FedEx Cup standings right now. And so no, he's tenth. Me. He's tenth. No, no, he's ninth. He's ninth. He's ninth. He's ninth, and he's one of only three people on tour to have two win- have th- more multiple wins. Okay, MJT I mean, and Webb. Him, JT, and Webb. That's John Rahm's lower than him. Xander Shoffley's lower than him. Abraham Answers lower than him. Tyrell Hatton's Kepka lower than him. Barely got Tyrell in. Brooks Kepka's lower than everybody. Brooks Kepka um, just got into like the top 125 this week. Yeah, but there's I a think. lot of big names lower than him. Yeah, I mean... It's crazy. So that first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs, he already has an advantage, right? Yeah, he's basically yeah. he's basically say, he's basically basically locked into like the Torque Championship pretty much. That's crazy. Obviously, obviously, he's gonna try to play better because, like, he the better you get, the better position you start yeah, off exactly. at the championship. But like, I mean, he's, gonna, like, he's locked in. He's but like besides, locked in like besides besides Lanto Griffin, um, I don't think anyone on the PGA Tour has played more events than Brendan Todd. He's played in twenty events already this year, which is crazy. He plays like every event. 
That that I mean I mean there there are a couple guys who have like twenty twenty one. I'm scrolling down. Patrick Rogers is twenty five. Twenty five starts. I mean obviously yeah. like Sanjay Sam Ryder is like twenty three. Yeah, but like still that's like he's played twenty events and he's in the top nine or whatever in in the FedEx Cup standings and he's Brendan Todd. Like everybody else above him pa- is a big name. Patrick Rogers is one of those guys. Low key, I'm just like thinking of this now. He does really well on like very difficult courses because he can like putt lights out. True. But he, like he was he was a he was a better amateur player than Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Really? Yeah, he was a number one ranked amateur in the world over That's those guys. And then hasn't done really hasn't really done much. I don't think he's won on tour. No, he right. hasn't. But yeah. I, he's had he's putting together a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. No, he has. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Granted, he's played a lot. But he's probably making some good. Uh, you, talk, you, you talk about Brendan Todd played twenty events and he's like number nine. Taro Hatton's played seven events. And he's and number he's like thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Like, he's won, seven. He's one. He's come like where do where he's do you five top the fives? Yeah, exactly. That's wild. And speaking of Taro Hatton, what happened? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Him and not, him and Paul oh, yeah. Casey were like one and two like ball strikers on tour last week. And like maybe our guests will talk about this too. And like we liked them last week, like both of them, especially Tyro Hatton. Like he's been playing lights out this year, like top twenty in every tournament he's played in, whatever. And last week just was not his week. Well, here's the thing: I don't think Casey was really like as much of like a a lock to do well. Like Tyrell Hatton, yeah, was but like a statistically saying, well. like they both played terrible. I don't know why. I have I have a I have a group chat with with some of my friends that just like is less like a betting group chat mm-hmm. and i gave them an absolute lock like three lock emojis on tyrell Haddon over dustin johnson on the tournament and he lost by like nine or ten strokes oh, God. yeah i know he played awful i don't know you know what the you know what the, the winner like the person who wins the most money every week gets to uh change the the gc name you want it uh it's called this week what is it called this week P's pathetic PGA picks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, oh my God. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. I, Tyro Hatton was one of those, like, Casey, right? He hasn't been playing that well. Tyro Hatton, like, dude's been lights out. Maybe he hasn't played enough. I don't know. I'm, maybe yeah, it's I don't know how, off like, week. I don't know how you go from, like, hitting the ball that well to, to what happened last week. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's the game of golf for you. Um, and I feel like I, we can't. I, I, I think he was. I, I honestly could say that he was like due for like a bad week. Like, like I guess he's played so well. Obviously, like you don't think that, but like it's like Hovland's. Like you played so well. Like, but at some point, like he's not gonna have like the best week or not gonna have a great week. I will say my lock of the week on my Golf City Bets article. Um, go check that on the www.golfcity.com website. Um, one, it was the. 18th hole of the of the ter- or the 72nd hole of the tournament. Winner makes par. Winner makes par. JT <laughs> made par. <laughs> You're probably watching intently on that last hole. No, I honestly forgot about it until tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, until like yesterday. Um, but, I feel like we can't go on without mentioning uh, Bryson, and he was in the news quite a bit this week. The whole yes, that, that, he did, dude, like he did fine. He, what, 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 what did he come in? I have no. Uh, clue, no, no. This is like not even mean. golf related. Like I don't care. What <laughs> oh, you're mean. talking about. <laughs> Yeah, he's saying he's gonna live until 130, well, 140 years old. Yeah, yeah everybody was just like subtweeting him. It was really funny. That's I just mean, like that's that's the most Bryson thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It like, wasn't surprising when I heard that. <laughs> no, it's not surprising. He's like, he's he gonna like, he's gonna do everything in his power just to live until he's 140 years old, and people I are don't, like, gonna be crazy. don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I, think I that's hilarious. Yeah, he just he's gonna have to cut out. back on. on I, I think. I'd like everyone heard that and probably thought he was okay. This guy's a little crazy in the head. Just He's like, gonna have to cut back on the uh, the steak every night, though. I guess. I mean, and then, shred um, meat, not good for yeah. your heart, Bryson. Uh, too many protein shakes. <laughs> yeah, true. Now for me, um, I'm here for for a good time, so I'm gonna be eating yeah. steak every day. <laughs> also, the like uh, on the first day, he was trying to get relief from like a pretty bad area. Like I think his ball was kind of in the roots area under a tree and he decided like he saw like some fire ants or whatever and he tried to play it off as if they were like Mm -hmm. burrowing down like right next to his ball and he needed to get like a drop so that he could like move it to a good spot didn't you say didn't you say it was a dangerous situation yeah they yeah he's trying to manipulate the rules he's trying to he's trying to manipulate the rules and the rules official comes in he's just like no bryson 
<laughs> you <can hit laughs> that. And, and the next day, Brooke, I saw this. Like, I heard about this so much. Like Kepka, Kepka is like in the same, like kind of like, same similar spot, and he's just like. He's like, he's like, oh, there's an ant, and then yeah, he's and, talking to his caddy. Yeah. He's like, um, there's like, nah, oh, sure. there's like, an ant. Like, kind of the ball, there's an ant, and and his caddy's like, wait, what? And he's like, nah, just kidding. And then he like steps up and hits the ball. He's laughing. This is why we need. This is why like, we love Brooks. We know this is why we need. That's a Bryson his dad. I need to be in the group. same group. Yeah. Then we need, we need a Bryson and Brooks feature group. If the PGA is smart and wants to make pure entertainment for non-golf fans to watch, besides watching Tiger. They need this group. They need Brooks versus Bryson. I think it's if, if you put Brooks in a Bryson group, I don't know how well he'll play, to be honest. Because Brooks oh. doesn't like slow play, and like when he ends, when he's in group with like slow players, he gets like frustrated. He um, won't. He, he but he won't care. I I feel like he won't care as much because he wants. I feel like he'll want to beat Bryson so badly that he'll just it won't it won't matter as much. And like I he's used, like, like he's on PGA Tour, he's used to slow play in general, like kind of too. He just kind of doesn't like it. And we also we also didn't really mention Brooks Kepka a little bit earlier, like when we were talking about Justin Thomas. Like he was in it like the entire week. I think he was yeah, the first round leader. And like he he came out the week like last week saying that he has like a knee issue and he probably needs surgery, but he's gonna hold off and try to like play through it the rest of the season. I'm like, oh okay, maybe Brooks isn't that good for the majors this year. And he comes out last week and he played the lights out. Didn't even look like his knee was hurt. So anyone anyone who's anyone who watched who knew knows that Brooks kept play well last week is just gonna is gonna pick him this week. Or something yeah, probably. Like, like he's mean, like he's it's probably so... not even a bad pick either. Just no, based I was on gonna say it's plays. not a bad pick. Like if last he finishes top Beth- five, then you got him. Like you, said, you just know he's gonna play well. Last year at Bethpage, me and Jeek both took Brooks Kepka like uh, during like the practice round. We we're like, we need to bet on this guy, and we both took him at like plus eight hundred, like ridiculous, yeah, like favorite odds but still. For, for a major champion winner. <laughs> he he won like very easily. Yeah. yeah, it was it was such an easy bet. I mean, we obviously had our other guys that we liked too, but like we we're like, well, we have to take Brooks Kepka just in case, you know. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole thing was just he's uh, he's just peaks. That's uh, he's just just major golf. He's he's been waiting all year for this just to peak right before major golf. It's crazy, know, crazy. I'm I'm curious to see how he plays this week. I'm I'm I assume he plays pretty well, but you never know. I think he's gonna play. I don't two, think two-time defending champ. Win, I'm not big on Bryson this week. No, not am I. He hasn't. He Bryson doesn't play well in majors. He doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this like, is this is the first major that Bryson's gonna play with his like new game, yeah, he, I guess. It, it so so I mean, we'll it, it might be different, but I so don't, here's, he here's I, I, I honestly don't think you could overpower this course. Like playing in the you're playing in the Bay Area, the air is really heavy. Like I don't think Bryson's well, gonna be able to hit the ball leave that at 400 up to yards this week. I just yeah. don't. I I don't think here's, he's gonna. I mean, he'll hit bombs, but they won't. The numbers won't be that big. Here's the thing, though. He is pretty high up there in par four efficiency from like the 450 to 500 yards, which well, is because he overpowers them. And there's a lot of those because this whole course is so freaking long and there's only two par fives. Yep, so I could see it happening. I just don't see him winning. Like I could see him posting obviously like a top 20, top 10, but it just, I don't think he's worth yeah. it on like DFS. I think maybe you look more towards like betting for him. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I, I think take. I think I think the PGA's got this course set up that it's gonna be tough this week. Like compared to like the match play that we saw like five years ago or whenever that was, like the course played relatively easy. I think the PGA's got this set up so that it's, it's like nothing that the players have ever seen before on this course. Hopefully, yeah, it I sounds like it's gonna be much, much tougher than it would it would actually would normally be, which is nice, I think. On the Brooks Kepka situation. Okay. So Brooks Kepka easy pick like i'm going to pick him to win like i'm gonna i'm gonna place a bet on brooks kepka to win but webb simpson is being incredibly overlooked this week i feel like no i i completely i also agree webb simpson is number one in par four efficiency 450 to 500 yards webb Mm -hmm. simpson has two wins this year how many top tens probably a lot i couldn't come up with the exact number He's playing solid golf. He hits fairways. He hits um, greens. He's first in birdie average this year and fourth in scoring average. And he doesn't. The, his only thing is he doesn't hit the ball that far. But which that's is, I guess, doesn't he's even matter. seventh in strokes gained approach. Like he's really good approaching. Yeah, and he doesn't from hit the ball long, that far. from long from like two hundred yards. You know what I mean? 
It's not and about he's 19th it. in strokes game putting. It's not even like a knock. Like he, the fact that he's sixth in strokes game total and he's like not, he doesn't hit the ball that far. He hits fairways and he gets to the green like pretty easily. He's not, it doesn't really hurt him at all. With, with his, with his like four hybrids in the bag. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you I mean, like the big, play. a big yeah. stat this week is like strokes gained off the tee and stro- like you can not hit the ball very far. Like you can, you can be like not number one in driving distance and still be efficient off the tee. Right. Like he's obviously he and long par fours like that, he's number one in efficiency. So just wanted to get that Webb Simpson take out there before we uh and, and, and he's won like I saw Lures watching TV a couple minutes ago. The Olympic Club is like right next to Harding Park and he's right. he won the US there. Open there. Yeah, I mean it's so different he, course, he's, but yeah, played, he he's played out west and he's won out west at like the biggest stage, so he knows what to like in the air what to do. Yeah, yeah, he knows how to play these kind of courses. I mean, with that being said, let's just get into the the course preview. Yeah, um, let's go. Uh, so yeah, got the PGA course Championship. Corresponded. Course, course. <laughs> so uh, full field, 165 players, obviously for um for a major. Um, there is a lot of European players skipping out on the major this year. I don't know if you guys saw that. I mean, like who? Like Lee Westwood. Uh, yeah, well, Lee, okay. I have to go Molinari's have to go, not playing. Yeah, Molinari's not Molinari's playing. Molinari's been dead um, for like a year, it sounds like. Seems like. like, there's not, like, pretty much guys that you haven't seen aren't going to play, um, which is disappointing. But um, obviously, you got two time defending champion Brooks Kepko, as we just mentioned. Um, and we're at TPC Harding Park in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Um, interesting uh, yardages at this course. They expanded it a couple years ago. Um, but it still plays at par 70, um, 72-34, which like, honestly doesn't sound that daunting when I say it to you. But um, when, you, when you look at the, when you calculate like, the way the air um, is there in San Francisco, like how heavy it is, and like you're in the Bay Area, kind of below sea level, um, the yardages marked probably play longer than what they're, what they, what they're marked. So Yeah, Tiger, Tiger literally like on the... Uh, uh, par three, their day hit five wood on uh, par three. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, that's great. The yardages Tiger are going to play a lot. The green in two on, on the six hundred and two yard par five. <laughs> he also the green going to Riggs. Yeah, going to Riggs. <laughs> the, the the yardages are going to play longer than what they're marked. I don't think you're going to see oh too many like big numbers um, driving the ball this week. Um, they tore up the greens a couple years ago, replacing them with bent grass greens because it had like a a worm problem or something. They were POA, right? Yeah, they were POA, but they're bent grass now. Um, and like I said, the course kind of got gone major res- renovations and they're setting up for, they were setting, they've been setting up for this tournament for months now. Cause like, obviously it was supposed to be played a while ago. Um, there's only three par fours that are less than 400 yards and seven that are over 450. And like I said, the thick air means shorter ball flights. Um, something that is interesting is there's almost no water hazards on the course. Um, I think the only water hazard on the course is on 18 down one of the sides, if I remember correctly. But there is a lot of bunkers that are kind of perfectly placed for like pros yardage. Like they're in the perfect spots and there's pine trees literally everywhere. Like just kind of, I like, mean, those trees, they're so mm-hmm. long are big. no joke. You, you're those not, they're are, so they're long, no joke, so big. And they look, and they look so cool. They look opinion. really cool. Like when you they see look the pictures, so cool. when you see the pictures of the course, when there's no one on the course, they look incredibly cool. Amazing. And, like, and there's amazing. like fog like all over the course. That looks that looks really cool. Um, yeah. They are letting the gonna be some ru- cool pictures this week. There is gonna be mm-hmm. some cool pictures this week, um, especially people with tee off like early. That marine layer in the morning in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Unreal. it's no joke. Yeah. Um, so they're letting the rough grow yeah. out, obviously, and they've had extra time to let it grow out. So um, I'm I'm hearing that the rough is almost knee length in some spots, which is crazy. I think a couple years ago when they played the match play, um, the rough was only it can't be. The r- was rough like can't be. the rough was like first cut almost. But they, they're making they're letting they're letting the rough grow. There's some interesting spots that if you miss way right way left, um, it's gonna be tough to get out of. Um. The course will probably be probably be far more dried out than like players were probably expecting it to be. 
um, just kind of due to the change in date of the major, because well, we're supposed to play this in like May or exactly. something. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're now in August, so we've had a couple more months, so the course is going to be pretty dried out. U.S. Open conditions, I believe, even though it's a PGA Championship. Um, I don't think... I, from what I've gathered from like just doing some research, I don't think it's going to be like U.S. Open, but I do think it's going to be... It could be like last year where a single digit, like eight yeah. under. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, think. I think. Like eight under, like to 12, 13 under is is the the range. Right. So which um, I, I think it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to watch. I, I the more carnage the better in my opinion. So yeah. like there's no there's no like real combo of like player style that's gonna win this, but there is a couple that that uh that you would probably lean towards. Um, either the long driver who's good around the green, or like. I mean, ideally, you want somebody who hits it long and straight. But I like, think Tita Green is, is the best stat. Tita Green is a good stat. I also would like. I also like accurate drivers who are great in strokes gain approach. So, like as we mentioned before, of Webb Simpson, he kind of fits yep. that type of player. I mean, just That's going into, going into the key stats, um, strokes gain approach obviously is a good one because I mean just based on how long the course is playing for a par Pair, 70. Paired with accurate drivers, yes. Yeah, it's going to be a really long approach shot in on a lot of holes, so um, strokes gain approach is going to be pretty important. Um, also, fairways gain. I think you want to stay in the fairway this week. I mean, obviously, you want to stay in the fairway every week, but especially this week, because um, there's not a lot of help off the sides of the fairways, and obviously, you have those big trees, so you might see a lot of like punch shots this week if people are missing fairways. Um, par fours gained 450 to 500, as we mentioned before. Um, like I think there's seven par fours over 450, and uh, proximity from 200 plus yards, um, just because of that thick air and like the long holes, you can have some long approach shots. So, yeah. um, those are pretty important stats. And just some previous winners at Harding Park. There has been a couple events here. Um, 2015, the match play, Rory won that. I think he blew out the field when he did when he won that. Um, 2009, the President's Cup was here. Um, Tiger Woods was ended up being the leading scorer for the U.S. I mean, 2009 Tiger, definitely. Um, and then the two, 2005 WGC American Express Tiger also won that. So um, those are the only events that have been here. But I'm not going to put too much into that because the course is probably going to be playing extremely different than that. So that's the course yeah. preview. And on that note, um, I think we can move it along to the interview with Beating the Bookie. Let's, uh, let's do that. All right, we're welcoming on a very special guest. He's uh, beating the bookie on Instagram and Twitter. He's uh, the cue it up king, uh, the king of first round leaders. You just had Brooks Kepka this past week. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show. I'm ha- happy to be here. You know, also, in addition to the first round leaders, now they also have like end of round leaders for second and third that. round. Yeah. Um, so that's, t- that's totally changed the game for me. Um, it makes it so much easier to. I think it it makes it so much easier to hit them because a guy a guy will have longer like you know after the second round a guy will have longer odds to be the third round leader than he'll have to win a tournament. So mm-hmm. I like it because it gives you higher odds for playing less less amount of golf. So you know that really favors betters right there. Yeah, and you know last week it's kind of like a, a weird week in in some senses. Um, I know you had. Uh, like two max plays that seemed like they were absolute three. great p- picks. Um, three, well, three, three yeah. Play. It was the first time I ever had three. Uh, the mm. most I ever had was two. And the the four leading up to this tournament, the four I'd won by like 13, 16 strokes. Um, so I took a chance, you know, in the in the FedEx, the St. Jude. Um, you know, I had, I had a, you know, Hatton over Kevin Na. Um, Kevin mm-hmm. Na has been playing all right, but he, he's, he's injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his back's always hurt. Hatton was playing really good golf. Um, Hatton just came in. He stunk up the place. Um, just played terrible. He couldn't, he couldn't, you know, the par three, I think it was like the ninth, the 10th the hole par three with the water. I mean, all four rounds, he went in the water. I mean, what, <laughs> That's what's crazy. The, what's the chances of that? And then my other one was, uh, I faded Dustin Johnson for a for a now I can't remember. Was it Paul um, Casey? Yeah, Paul Casey. No, no. It was Paul. It was Paul Casey over Kevin Na. Right. right. And then for Dustin Johnson, it was uh, Hatton. Mm. Yeah, we also had that. Yeah, we we also had that bet and did not. We were, we were like we were just as surprised as you were. 
I mean, those I are the actually, two like I, best I actually, ball strikers on tour. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Hatton, Hatton was playing really consistent, and since since the San Jude was is really like kind of like narrow fairways and stuff, and I know Dustin Johnson won there, you know, twice, and I just think he wasn't playing very good, you know, golf since since he came back from his victory. I didn't think he was going to find all the fairways like that, but he he played pretty decent. You know, he didn't have that like that like nine on a par four meltdown like he had the week, the week before. Yeah. Um, so I, I was uh, I was kind of surprised about that one. I mean, Tyrell Haddon was we we were like talking about it last week on the podcast. He was he was number one in bogey avoidance um, going into this week, and like with all that water, you'd think that would be a pretty good stat to to chase, but. Well, he wasn't number one in like double and triple bogey avoidance. I did say. <laughs> Precisely. It was just, it was frustrating. It was, I mean, it was really frustrating watching him because he'd start out with a double bogey, then he'd go birdie, birdie, then triple. Oh, jeez. So he just couldn't, he just couldn't get it together. And then my third max was uh, Billy Horschel over Jordan Spieth. I mean, I love Jordan Spieth. He's one of my favorite golfers, but I've been fading him for like the last two years. Um, and he was up, I think he was up like six strokes on, on, on Horschel. Um, and then Horschel just came back to the final round and then, you know, typical Jordan speed fashion, he melted down on the weekend, mm-hmm. you know? So I was, yeah. I was finally happy to finally happy to, to hit that one. And I actually tweeted Billy Horschel. Thanks for the final 18. And he liked my tweet. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, sure. Kevin, uh, I mean, uh, Paul Casey and Hatton, they're, they're dead to me from now on. So <laughs> yeah. I'll no longer have them on any max. <laughs> um so let's get into this week with tpc harding park um i think it's it's par 70 it's like 7200 yards give or take uh what kind of what kind of guy are you looking to go after in a week like this i think i think a guy like i mean i think one of the winners would be justin thomas or brooks kepka i know that's like the top two favorites but or i could even see like webb simpson you know like a good ball striker who they're, they're not like uh and Justin Thomas and Kepka, more so Kepka. I mean, if he's on, he's going to be hitting all fairways, stuff like that. He's not going to be taking shortcuts like like the Shambo. There's there's going to be no taking huge shortcuts at the PGA mm-hmm. you know, Championship. I mean, they're going to design they're designing the course. They're not going to get beat by one golfer who's driving the ball like an animal, like on a you know driving it on the green on a par five or par four. So um, I think a guy like the Shambo is in trouble here. Um, I like the guys like Kepka. Um, I would say it's Hero Hatton, but you know, he just played so bad last week. It's hard for me to really, it's <laughs> yeah, hard for me to like right. back yeah. a guy that, like that Agreed. this week. Um, and then, you know, I think Justin Thomas, I mean, obviously he's playing hot right now. He got extremely lucky the last two holes, uh, last week to, mm-hmm. to beat Kepka. I thought, I thought Kepka kind of gave it away on 18. He just kind of went for it. Like he has that carefree attitude where he's just going to go for it. You know, like second place. I don't think he really gave a shit about getting a second place. Right. Uh, right. He was just trying to win it at the end. So I like Captain. I think he's like on a mission right now. Um, you can see that like the week. That's why I liked him heading into to the St. Jude because, you know, the Tuesday before he's getting interviewed and they're talking about like, uh, you know, how do you feel to be playing such bad golf coming into this tournament? And he's like, well, I'm still the defending champion, aren't I? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And like, right oh, I got a little fired up. Right when uh-huh. I heard that quote, I knew that he was going to do something. And then th- <laughs> yeah, that's right. why I took him for first. That's why I took him for first round leader. And I had a few people. They're like, oh, why are you taking him for first round leader? He's playing so terrible. I mean, thirty-three to one for that guy for first round leader. I'll take that every day of the week. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, I like him. You know, I like a guy like Billy Horschel could make some moves this week too. Um, you know, Paul Casey, like just uh, you know guys like that. Um, you know, kind of like big names. I always like the big names because PJ Championships. You know, a Gary Woodland could play very well here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see a guy like Zach Johnson, you know, right. So like you're, you're kind of leaning towards like, like ball strikers this week. It kind of seems like, yeah, cons- yeah. consistent guys. So we're going to stay like in the fairway. Yeah. Like I, I, I like, like Kepka. I mean, if he wants to, he can stay in the fairway every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those more consistent golfers just like that. Um, I think, uh, I would say I think DJ's going to struggle, but I'm not really going to fade DJ after he just you know blew me up last week. So right. um, I'm just happy to see a major, to be honest, because I didn't think it, like you know in March I, I thought maybe we weren't going to have any majors for the rest of the year. So 
Right. I'm just happy this one's back. It's going to be a little odd with fans, but I, I've actually liked the uh, golf so far with no fans because you actually get to hear the players talk to their caddies more. You know, you hear a lot more strategy than you do when when there's fans on the course. Yeah, that's definitely one of the big big perks about not having the fans there. But I mean, it, it'll be weird, but like we said just earlier, but yeah, it'll still be. It's a major week. We're all excited for, it, which is nice. And I could see. I also could see a guy like Adam Scott, like. He hasn't mm-hmm. played over here in a, in a, in a, you know, in a little bit. Um, he's just real consistent and stuff. And he, if he gets on fire, like that's one of the guys that could easily win too. So, um, so you said um, you don't really like Brooke or sorry, Bryson DeChambeau this week. What do you think yeah. about Rory McIlroy? You know, I, I like Rory. I just think he's like one of the most overrated players of all time. I mean, how many Hot times take. have you taken a how many t- how many times have you taken a lead into like the final round, the final round just choked it away? He's kind of yeah. like he re- he reminds me a lot of Ricky Fowler. I mean, right. you saw Rick you saw Ricky start off round four like you know he played round three lights out round four he starts out comes out hot with the birdie then a couple holes later you look back he's you know bogeyed like three out of the last four holes so I just think Rory is like wildly like inconsistent. And I mean, I don't blame him when he's got like three hundred million dollars in contracts right now for endorsements. Um, but I just Rory, it's like it's so frustrating because he's one of those guys like Justin Thomas. He's one of the only guys that like if they start off like three over par through the first four holes, they could just rip off seven straight birdies, like it's nothing, and, and come take the lead. So he's one of those guys that can come from like far behind and just storm back to take the lead. But he hasn't really been a closer lately, and like that's pretty troubling if if I'm betting him. And he's always like the shortest odds, so I don't really think. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather have like uh, Rory McIlroy. Like I'd rather wait for him to to shoot like one or two over in the first round, and then take him to win a tournament in live betting and get like double the odds that I would have gotten pre-tournament. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I actually saw a um a Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy bet match tournament matchup. That was Rory minus one fifty five, and I just thought that was a crazy, yeah, crazy odds. Brooks out plus one twenty five or something. Yeah, That's Brooks. Crazy. Wait, after you played last week, and Rory's been like so inconsistent this whole year. It's... And he's Mister Major. I mean, Brooks is Mister Major. He is yeah, exactly. exactly. So I saw that. I thought that was crazy. Um, so on the on on this podcast, usually during our betting portion, we pick our best bet of the week, one bet that we really like. Uh, we bet a first round leader, and we have like a winner or a long shot. Um. What what do you what what's your best bet this week that, in your opinion? Oh man, it's tough. I mean, because you know, the thing I struggle with is like matchups because every site like I found like recently like every site will have different matchups. It's crazy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like you go on yeah, yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook it's, or Bovada, like they all have different yeah. things. It's really it's the, and and for me that's the hardest part about putting together the golf package is because I have to like go through ten sites to see if they all have this line and this line and this line. Um, because I want to make sure everybody has it, you know, but, um, I'll just, you know, go through, uh, you know, for one of the tournaments I like is, uh, you know, posting over Thompson. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like Michael Thompson, you know, he had a great win a couple weeks ago. I think, obviously, I think he was maxed out right there. Uh, Poston's been playing a lot more consistent. Um, so I like him there. Um, you know, but then again, I don't know how many sports books are going to have, you know, that matchup. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I like, uh, you know, there, here's another one that's crazy is Rory's minus 170 over Dustin Johnson. Oh, um, wow. So on this podcast, we usually pick our best bet every week. We pick a first round leader um, and we pick like a winner or a long shot that we really like. Um, who do you got this week? I mean, I always like to cycle between the same guys for first round leader because they're always pretty consistent. Kepka, uh, you know, Ricky Fowler can throw in a good first round sometimes. Webb Simpson has hit a lot of first round leaders for me. Um, I always I make it a practice now to take Morikawa for first round leader because he's beaten me twice for first round leader, and I was pretty salty right there. And then I, I like to throw a guy in like Keegan Bradley, who's always capable of shooting you know eight under, nine under for a round probably like 70, 80 to one. Um, so I always like those guys. Plus Jordan Spieth, he can, he always seems to put together a first round and um, then fade throughout the tournament. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, sounds like speed. At the uh, the RBC, uh, he had like a triple bogey, and then he yeah. birdied what eight straight holes or something. Yeah, yeah. he finished like plus five after, or minus five after birdieing like like eight out of the last like ten. Yeah, holes he's the king like of that. the of the Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend yeah. collapse. Saturday he collapse. Is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he needs a new caddy. That's the problem. I mean, he. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I mean, he 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 needs to do something different because he's just been like, I mean. I don't know. He's like really, a, he's just all mental. I mean, he's like the best when he's on, he's like the best iron player there is, mm-hmm. but he's just not, he hasn't been on at all lately. It's just frustrating to watch. Sometimes he's the best golfer out there. And, and sometimes he's like one of the worst. He just, he seems to have these mid round meltdowns that I just don't really understand. Um, That's but, fun. you know, That's funny. You say that, uh, Spieth needs a, a new caddy. We, we just released some, um, some new shirts in, the, in our store. That'd be crazy if he got rid of his caddy like right after we um oh, be so released that. <laughs> they've been saying it for a while. I mean, they've been saying it for a while actually. Because he just like his, you know, he'll ask him, "Hey, I like this. uh You know, I like this. You know, I'm gonna use a seven iron here. What do you think?" And he'll be like, "Oh, if you like it, let's go." Like you're supposed to tell the guy, "Yes, I love it." Like, but you know, hit it. Yeah. Not just like, "Yeah, whatever you think's good." Like, come on. He's asking yeah. you, you know, you should give him an answer. But anyways, but uh, for my tournament matchup, I like uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick over Tommy Fleetwood. Fitzpatrick's playing some great golf right now. And Fleetwood, he's kind of been rusty since he came back. I just, you know, his putting has been kind of there, but I just, I don't really like Fleetwood right now. I think he's, you know, kind of overrated for a guy who's never won a tournament over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's, so that's a that's a matchup I would like right there. Fitzpatrick over Fleetwood and Morikawa over Matsuyama. Uh, Matsuyama's dealing with like a shorter injury. Um, that's actually Morikawa, my that's my best bet for the week on this podcast. Morikawa over Matsuyama. <laughs> Same reason. Yeah, Matsuyama. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends is a is a uh, club rep on on tour for one of the companies, and he said Matsuyama's been dealing with a shorter injury for a while. I mean, he could still throw together like one good. He could sh- he could throw together one two good rounds, but his putting just isn't there right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been terrible, mm-hmm. and he seems to not be able to keep it together for you know the full tournament. Um, so those are those are two matchups that I do like right there. Right, and then right. to win it, I mean, you can't go wrong with like Brooks Kepka, But again, I'm not really big on betting guys at only like ten to one to win a tournament. So yeah, I get that. Um, that's another thing. I don't really. My strategy for golf betting is unless the guy is like a hundred to one, I'm not really betting him pre-tournament because I'd rather wait until a guy starts m- maybe a little slow in the first round and then take him to win after the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, there's not much value in uh, betting pre-tournament uh, lines. That's fair. That's a, that's good reasoning. I think, li- yeah, live betting, I think in golf, especially if you can really manipulate yeah, it. Great sometimes. value. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. That's one thing that I wish I could. I, I mean, on 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 this past weekend, I had Kepka, you know, six, plus sixteen hundred to to be the top American player. And if I could go back, I would have taken Justin Thomas to win a tournament on on Sunday, you know, before the round started, because that would have been like a way to hedge that. Right. Um, but you know, I, I made a mistake and I didn't do that. So. Um, right. But yeah, that's uh, that's why I like you. You know, with live betting, you have so many options, so many hedge options these days. It just makes betting a guy, unless he's like a hundred to one before the tournament, sixty to one before the tournament. It just makes you know that kind of betting obsolete. I think. Right. That makes sense. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, I've I've taken your package before. I've bought it. Um, it's really great. If you just want to, oh, you know, tell I our listeners, it. tell our listeners about it a little bit. Yeah, so I have a you know golf package every weekend. Um, it's like ninety nine ninety nine, and it includes all four days, you know, all four rounds, futures, you know, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, all round leaders, matchups, tournament matchups, round matchups. I mean, pretty much everything that you can think of is in the package. And I send out daily emails before the round starts with all the plays, and I've been doing that for about five years, and it's been really successful. I was just counting up all the first round leaders I've hit. Um, over the last five years, I think it's like twenty something first round leaders. Jeez, uh, so that's a lot of money. That's so yeah. hard to pick, <laughs> pick so too. Much like, money. We try to pick one every week, and we get like really close, but it never like ends up really panning out for us. So that's that's tough. Yeah. 
that's actually one of the reasons I started taking like two guys, three guys now to be first round leader because I had, I had a Adam had one like three weeks ago, I think it was. And he was a first round leader literally all day. Um, and then Morikawa just got on fire for like the last five holes and beat me. That has um, happened so I, to yeah. me so many times. <laughs> oh yeah. I think he was like 60 to one also, um, Adwin. So I was really salty about that. So now I'm just taking Morikawa automatically every time, just so he doesn't beat me. Um, <laughs> but the golf package is really fun. And you know, what's crazy about this pandemic or, you know, whatever, uh, I've seen so many more people jump on like golf packages than would have before. I mean, my golf packages are getting like three times the signups that they used to get. I mean, I'm getting as many signups as I got for like majors in the past for like the RBC heritage now. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, so many, many more people are watching golf and I feel like it's really turning people on to, to appreciate the game a lot more. And they're, they're actually seeing that golf betting is a lot, is, is a lot of fun now, whereas people before just thought it was boring. Now they're seeing actually how much fun it is. So. Right. Uh, I appreciate you picking up the golf package in the past. Uh, people can pick that up on my website on beatingthebookie.com. And, um, you know, I'll be sure to give you guys a shout out for your podcast on my Twitter. My yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, awesome. That'll help you guys yeah, out too. But I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I know, I know I've been wanting to come on for a while, but, you know, my schedule's, uh, I'm always so busy here too, especially right. with myself now because I'm by myself. So, um, it's, it's been a, you know, it's been a blast and I'm happy to come on and I, I look forward to coming on, you know, sometime in the future, maybe, For maybe sure. next week, maybe next week to recap. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. Awesome. Anytime, anytime you want to come on, let us know. If you're not too busy picking winners. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, never too busy. Never too busy. You know, so. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Thank you for coming on. Well, thanks for having me on and I'll, I'll talk yep. to you guys later. And good luck All this right. week. All right. You. Thanks. You too. All right, so that was our interview with Beating the Bookie. Um, again, you can go to www.beatingthebookie.com. Um, you can buy his package. It's a hundred bucks, and like it's worth you're it. You're gonna make over. Yeah, you make that bucks back. Take it. <laughs> Easy. So like yeah. the fact that not everybody takes it is wild. I mean, <laughs> I know you're saying like three times the amount of people are taking it now, and he kind of made a good point about how like golf has like the, the, as weird as it sounds, the pandemic has been good for golf. Right, because it's the only sport that was back for a while, so everybody's yeah, watching. People, people are, gonna, are starting to see that, like, oh, golf's, like, you know, pretty fun. entertaining. Like, yeah. it's not like the 90s of golf where, like, yeah, you had Tiger, but, like, that was it. Right, yeah, totally. Like, now you have so many superstars. Mm-hmm. So personalities, everyone hates Bryson, which is fun. People want to watch Bryson <laughs> oh, not so do well. Oh, it's so fun. necessary. Yeah. Louis, I, I I I go on like Twitter and like or like I listen to like uh, I listen to on our different like on our podcast and like they just people just bash Bryson like just laugh at what he's doing and what he's saying it's it's hilarious yeah so if the if the interview I know that interview is great um no matter you know how it's chopped up but if it's a little if it, if it seems a little chopped up at some point it's because in the Northeast we're experiencing we're learning like, a hurricane a right hurricane now. right now as I speak <laughs> like. Trees are just so, yeah. bouncing against my, my house. My power went out power right in the middle. Flickering. Right in the middle of the episode, the power just went out. And it, like right, yeah, right when we were doing the interview, I was like, well, rain delay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> to pull the tarp up over the field. I mean, it, it was bad. <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of a rain delay in, in the Yankees game, like last night. Today, there's, you know, a little bit, a bit of a podcasting delay. Yeah, we had to wait for the horn to blow again to, to restart. So. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to move into our DFS. Um, so some high salaries we liked last week. I mean, we had we had JT, not too shabby. As we I can't believe I can't believe I didn't not cut bad, that up and put bad. it into the into the Instagram post because we could have claimed yeah. the winner last week, but missed exactly. opportunity. But a little we bit picked of, a winner last week. A little bit of a missed opportunity there. <laughs> you just kind of um, forgot about that segment, you know. You know, as as we heard in the in the interview with with being the bookie i think you know you can't go wrong with jt or brooks this week because if you really think one of them is going to win it's i mean you need them in your lineup right and you know i I think you stay stay away from rory stay away from dechambeau um i don't love john rom but um i mean jt JT and kepka jt kept what i really like simpson what I really liked about that episode was 
as we were going th- or that interview was as we were going through it we kind of had some similar th- uh, some a lot of similar thoughts right and you know i think that looks really good on our part considering how good of a handicapper he he is right yeah i mean like i said i mean you heard it in the interview i literally my best bet is literally the same as the one that he mentioned like we didn't even collaborate or anything before this i didn't change it like i had this in the document since like last night and like that's what he said and i was just so surprised so and i had the web simpson take like earlier like since last night so you know um and he has not just that he has like 50 of those so like he's so many i mean major league there's so many golf bets this week which like especially i I wish i i wish i picked something a little bit more random for my best bet because like that would have been fun but um but i didn't really like a lot of them neither yeah neither did i um, at um, least for a for a best bet. Yeah. So, so high salary guys are saying JT and Kepka can't really go wrong if you think one of them's gonna win. Yeah, um, and I don't. I don't think if you don't want to do one of those, say you're just a contrarian. Um, Webb Simpson. I think Webb Simpson's a good one. Right. Um. So let's get into our picks. Um. Pat, you want to start? Sure. Um. Okay, so we're going to buzz through this because, you know, it's a hurricane in the Northeast right now and our power keeps going out. So, my first pick, Tom, I'm going to do both of them and then you guys are going to do both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to do Tom Lewis. He's 7,100. Sticking with that European trend that that, that, I, that I've liked this week. Gone miscut, T12, T32, T2, and four starts. And he's gained over five strokes T to green his last two. Um, he's, uh, he's in an elite field. He's leading... Um, he's ranked second in greens and regulations gained over the last 12 rounds and 19th in good drives gained over the same time frame. I think 7,100 is pretty good, especially if you want a guy like JT or Brooks in your lineup. And then I also have Fleetwood. I know beating the book, he said he didn't really like him, but I think it's a lot of value at 7,600. I think beating the book, he was more talking about betting. I think 7,600 is pretty good value um, for, a, for a DFS lineup. Uh-huh. So he's um, actually improved his iron play a ton. This week with two uh, with two point eight uh, strokes gained on approach, he had a final round sixty five, which I know I've said I don't really like to put too much into that. But with a guy like Fleetwood, he's he's had his putter going as being the book he said, and you know something that I actually really like about him is he oddly has the ability to go super low at really difficult courses, which isn't something a lot of guys can do. Example Shinnecock, he literally shot sixty five <laughs> there the other week. Yeah, so oh, interesting. Move on, um, Trev, you go next. All right, so I'll go with uh, Harris English, 7,200. So again, a guy like you can go pair with uh, JT or Bruce Kepke, like Pat said. Uh, he's 31st in stroke gain approach, 26th in stroke gain off the tee, 16th in stroke gain tee to green, 10th in stroke gain total. And you wouldn't think a guy like Harris English is 10th in stroke gain total in all of PGA Tour. Like That's like the rest of the guys in that like, top 10 are like Webb, Rory, JT, like all his big names. He's 12th in strokes gained, par 4 is 4,500 yards. And he's T18 in barrel his last three starts, so he's definitely on form. He's one of, and when he was here in 2015, I know we talked about how it wouldn't matter as much, but he's won two out of three matches there in 2015, so he knows the course. I think his form's great, and his stats are phenomenal for a guy like his value at 7,200. Right, I had, him, I had him like two weeks ago, and he played pretty well, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, and my la- last pick... Uh, Going again, I picked Sergio last week. I'm, I pick, I'm picking Sergio again this week at 7,600. Oh, uh, sloppy seconds again. That's 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 my kind of guy. But uh, seconds, though. I, 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 it's worked for me. I picked Sung Jae Im when he won. When he You're won the king of time. sloppy seconds. I am. I am. In, in the it's, DFS. The exactly. Uh, I, I've done, I've done, this is my second time actually picking the second same player twice in a row. But uh, Sergio, he finished T35 last week, but he was... He had two rounds of 71. Both other rounds were and he's 67. Had like really he, he, he felt yeah. like he was playing a lot better than he actually finished. Right. Uh, he's third in strokes gain off the tee. He's third in strokes gain tee to green. 16th in strokes gain par four, 450 to 500 yards. He's made nine, 10 cuts. He's still playing great. And he's first in proximity of approaches from 200 to 225 yards and 16th in proximity from 200 plus yards. So he has the ball striking mentality that we've been talking about this whole time so and with that value again a little, little bit more expensive than harris english but great value for those stats very nice okay. so i'm actually going to go with two guys i've beaten the book he mentioned and since you guys went with lower salary guys i'm kind of in the mid-range here so um first pick Colin morikawa 8600 um 
I don't know, this picture seems juicy to me. Um, first of all, he's a local kid, so I feel like that plays to his advantage a little bit. Um, he was T20 last week, kind of low-key. Um, he hits above average length, but is also pretty accurate, which I think is a good combo for this week. Um, 17th in stroke scan off the tee, 32nd in driving accuracy. Um, he's second in stroke scan approach. As we've mentioned, he's one of the best ball strikers um, right now. Um, he has a hot and cold putter sometimes. That's usually the difference maker. So I think if he has a hot putter, he could play really well. Um, he's very good in proximity from 200 plus and from 175, 200 yards, which is also an important stat this week. And like I said, at 8,600, it's a pretty nice price for a guy like Colin Morikawa, um, who's been in his form. Um, and then my second pick at 8,100, I'm going to go with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, he really knows how to roll the ball. He's second in strokes game putting. Um, and he's been really good at putting the last couple of weeks was first in the field. The last two weeks, actually. Um, he's coming off of a T6, a solo third, and a T27 in his last three starts. And he's made five of six cuts since the break. And like he's just one of those guys that's playing consistent golf. And um, I like to lean towards the guys who are playing consistently in majors. So um, I like Matthew Fitzpatrick this week as someone who could finish pretty high up, and especially for that salary. All right, so that's the DFS picks. Um, we'll have our lineup out on Golf City Bets on, to- on Wednesday. So as you're listening to this, it'll be out. And uh, the skins episode will also be out. It's actually gonna be a lot different this week. It's gonna be like three minutes. Um, yeah, much quicker. Out how to for... get it done with with Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Much 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 quicker. Um, I think you guys will really like it this week if we if we get that out. Uh, so let's go on to our bets. My last week I had Hovland to win. He didn't play very well, and I didn't get the top ASU player being Rom. Both Phil and Chez were played really well this week. Um, so I have three points. Um, as of as of this week, my winner Brooks Kepka. I mean, I'm, I I know I said a, a lot about Webb Simpson, but for the I need to start uh, getting some points in this uh, in in this little I mean, thing I, we I, have I, going I think we here. All, I think we all need to start getting some points. Hey, yeah. I'm winning this thing right now. Okay, I yeah. I, I just got I just got a plus two hundred bet that hit last. Yeah, so week. did, so did Jeek. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think Brooks Kepka is like the safe like go to like this. You you might win that bet and that's a lot to say about a about a winner mm-hmm. um and my best bet is tom lewis minus 110 over matt wallace um tom i just really like tom lewis this week matt wallace struggled off the tees not great in stroke gain approach i i don't i don't see him doing well this week okay all um, right so, so yeah trev go all right so i'll go i won last week my best my best bet was Louis Tazen, top South African, with uh, which I, what's his face, Ben Des Hoot or whatever his name was. He made a run at it. He finished like he was one shot behind Louis before on like Saturday at one point. I'm like, no way. This guy just shot like 65 mm-hmm. and I like, came all the way back. But Louis finished like, he finished top 10. He played, played pretty well the whole week. So I got that. And Shawfleet came 2 6. So I was pretty happy with that bet too. Um, so I have five points now. So I'll go my winner. I was, I was basically on Rory the whole time. And then, like, I, I was going back and forth, and I like Daniel Berger a lot, so I'm going to stick with Daniel Berger. I know these guys like Daniel Berger a lot, too. He's a fantastic ball striker. And I saw a stat where only twice in the last two decades has a PG, the PGA winner finish outside the top 30 the year before, or the the uh, event before. And nine of those guys were in the top five, and Berger finished T2 last week. Right. Oh, so he's... Playing point six since the since the return, he he won obviously Charles Schwab. He's fifth in stroke scoring average, sixth in birdie average. He's fifth in strokes gained total. Like he's he's the kind of ball strike you need this kind of course. Uh, so I think him at plus thirty. He's not like the one of the top top guys, but I think he's better value than Rory McIlroy, uh, right. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So my best bet. So you've been you've been teasing, teasing. this about yeah. so this, for this so is. long. It is better to live up to the hype. Matthias Schwab. To miss the cut at plus one sixty. I don't know who that is. So exactly, is he, is he one not, of the? Is he one of those like? Uh, there's a couple of like club pros playing this week. Is he one of those? No, guys? he's not. No, he, he's <laughs> he's played. He's he's minus two hundred to make the cut. He has better odds to make the cut than like Kevin Kisner and like Justin Rose. And he's what does Vegas know that you don't? I, I don't yeah, know. No, right? But he's he's. I've never heard him before in my life. He played like he he finished like. Well, at the Barracuda last week, I think he finished T3, but the one like big, t- he played like, he finished like T35 at the, 
uh, 3M Open. At the Memorial, he went 74-79. So not like, and obviously he missed the cut there. He's never played in a major. Not even the British Open. Never played in a major. He's played in like, I think, I literally saw, I think, like maybe five tournaments in the, in, uh, on the PGA Tour in his life. So his first, his first, like, his like first year, like, like playing more on the tour, he's playing it in a major. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I saw that name. I was going through the DraftKings. I saw that name. I'm like, I'm like, who is this guy? And he's pair. He has the same odds to make the cut as Sung J M, Justin Rose, were is better odds than Phil and like Chez. Like it's, I don't know. I, I don't I, think I, I've never heard. Of I, like I, I like it. I like. I like plus value. money. Yeah, plus money to for this guy to make the cut. Well, nobody's ever heard of before in their lives, and he's not, and he's supposed to make the cut. I don't okay. think so. All right, like so uh, we're getting to mind. Last week we had Hat, and we all know what happened to him. Um, I had Corey Connors, top Canadian player, plus two twenty-five. That was money. Um, he was able to beat out Nick Taylor, so um, that's plus two. So I think I have three points going in to this week um my winner i'm gonna go sander shoffway at plus 1800 um he's seventh in strokes gain off the tee he has the distance um he has okay accuracy um he's 28th in strokes gain approach 31st in par fours 450 to 500 and his form has been really good lately um top 20 um in his in five of his six uh five of these six events he's played since the break um that includes a t3 at the charles swab and a t6 last week um, he played really well at the Memorial, which had pretty tough conditions, and I'm expecting tough conditions this week. Um, he was first in strokes gain off the tee that week and first in, first in driving accuracy, as well as 12th in strokes gain approach. And in uh, last year's PGA, finished um, T16, so it was top 20 in last year's major. So I, I really like Sander Shoffley this week, um, like statistically. I do too. I've loved, I love Zander. I love Zander last week. I love Zander yeah, this right. week. He's a great fairway finder. He's a great ball striker. He's perfect, uh-huh. perfect for this course. Um, and then my best bet, um, being the book he actually mentioned it during the interview, um, Colin Morikawa minus 118 versus Deki Matsuyama. And Morikawa has just been playing better golf, good ball striker. I mean, Matsuyama is usually a good ball striker too, but um, his putter hasn't been very good. Um, being the book, he also um, hinted that he might have a shoulder injury, um, which might not bode very well for him. And I just kind of like Colin Morikawa this week, so I'm kind of just going to stick with that. I might lock that one in. I yeah. might I might have to do that too honestly. And honestly, honestly I, I had I didn't even know I, I didn't really know about the shoulder moves. injury. I just knew Matsuyama wasn't playing as good golf as he usually plays. Um so I decided to go with that one. Right. Now, yeah. first round right. leader, I mentioned a couple of guys. Um I think we should probably go with Webb Simpson um at plus 4000. I um, agree. We all like I him love, this week. I love Webb this week. I love yeah, we, I love Webb too. <laughs> we all like him this week and we haven't really picked him yet. So um he's been up and down since the return, but he obviously has that win at the RBC. Um he's like top twenty in every like stat. Seventh in strokes game approach, nineteenth in strokes game putting, sixth in strokes game putting total and like for first round leaders you need guys who can make birdie well webb simpson's first and birdie average and fourth <laughs> in scoring average so i think that's a good recipe for a first round leader we've been we've been close we had shoffley last week he ended up t6 um so um and he was he was near the top but wasn't the first round leader right um and then i just hinted daniel berger as potentially another option at plus 4,000. Um, Trevor. Yeah. If you want to, cause like being the book, he was saying he usually does too. So yeah, I think, I think we should, we can throw Daniel Berger in there as well. He's been playing really well since the return. Another guy, guy who can score fifth in scoring average, sixth in birdie average. He's got a ton of good stats and approach putting and strokes gain total. Um, so yeah, that's another one we're doing for, for first round leader. So we want to get this in before any of our power goes out. But I just want to throw in a quick bogey bogey of the week. Um, we're gonna skip those this week. But quick bogey of the week, rangefinder got stolen. That's not <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, left that it sucks. in the bag yeah. on a shelf. It got stolen. Now I'm just kind of eyeballing it. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you gives you, a, you gives play, you a whole you new perspective. Yesterday with an eyeball eyeballing it. Yeah, I play. I play. Well, no, the I played you're, whoever nine you're playing holes, with had with well, I played nine holes with with my friend Walsh yesterday. He left after nine because, you know, he's soft. Uh, so, and then I like went in the back room. And, like this kid was like, you want to play 18 or another nine? Because then we played the back. And, and I, then I was like, I birdied the 18th hole. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play the last, the last nine. <laughs> See why I'm playing nine more. So I played 27. We played the last, the, played the last nine in an hour and 10 minutes. Pretty good. Walking. 
<laughs> walking. You're Walk. walking. You play an hour and ten minutes. How would you usually like, do? You walk played up the, the ball and hit it. No, it was like we were like booking it kind of, but we weren't like running. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. It was awesome. Yeah. Three yeah. of us too. Jeez, um, that's, I think that's I think good birdie good birdie for this week is tomorrow. We finally have found a time that works for the three of us where we could do our scramble. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. Yep. Uh, keep an we'll eye out. I think I think we'll probably put out two videos, maybe a front nine and a back nine, maybe a week apart or something. What's the what, what what's the over under we have? You think? <sighs> okay, uh, so par seventy Silvermine Golf Club. Yard. See, I think we will shoot three or four under. I was I, I was gonna put the over under at sixty seven and a half or sixty eight and a half. Yeah, so that's about there. I, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna split it up into two two videos though, because like that, that's a long video. If we, I mean, I have ideas, but uh, I think a front nine, back nine type situation would be good. Another birdie, another birdie for me is I got my driving iron. It came in oh, yeah, last, literally last Tuesday. I literally I, I came in, I went out to the club to my club to play, and I hadn't come in yet after my I had to go to the city for a doctor's appointment. And I, I went up to the club. The second I got to the club, my brother texted me and said, your two iron just came in. So I literally, I literally like had like had him come up to the club and like fast as he could and gave it to me. And I looked like you, Pat, like I put, I was playing with my, one of my other one of my friends and we played, we were on 18 and we were playing a match and we couldn't see the ball. We couldn't see our tee shot at all. And it was like 830 at night. And like, we're like, this is like, we can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> and those, those, are the best uh, rounds. those are a lot of fun. They're, they're a lot of fun to play those kind of rounds. But, uh, it was two irons, so sick. I'll be literally, when we're playing tomorrow, I'm, that's all I'm going to hit in the whole day, just two iron. I almost pulled I the trigger it. on new irons, but then I decided not to. Probably next summer. I, I, I want to be, hol- be in Hilton Head next week. You realize, that's Trevor, true. there's going to be holes where you can't use your two iron because it's, not, it's, it's too it's much. Not, it's too much, yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I've been hitting like my, my hybrid, crazy. like my three hybrid through the fairway, and I'm just like, whoa, <sighs> what club am I supposed to use? <laughs> but, uh, oh, another one. This is I noticed it today, Larry. Uh, this is that that iconic club twirl that Tiger had the President's Cup. That was TBC Harding Park. That, one with four, that was that's TBC Harding Park, 2009. So hopefully we'll see a couple more of those from him this week. We didn't really talk about Tiger, to be honest. We didn't. How do you think he's gonna do this? I, I he's a non-factor. I think I always had one. I think he's gonna make the cut on the number again and just not do that great. Yeah. And PL show up on Sunday. Now, just in case, just in case he wins, I'm gonna put in a real clip right here. Cut. I think Tiger's probably gonna win the PGA Championship yeah. easily. Um, you know, great finish on Sunday. He's quite, you won. You won five he's and the goat, He's the goat. And, uh, you know, he's he's gonna win. Like just just no in case about. he wins. Huh? He's won here. Before, we beat John Daly here before in 2005. He's won. He was five and zero in Presidents Cup matches in 2000, not 2009. He's just. He's a lock. He's a lock to win. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now end cut. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> either way, we come out looking good. Yeah. <laughs> either, way, either way, we're right. It's win-win. Um. All right. Yeah. So go over to uh, beatingthebookie.com, of course. Uh, go to our Instagram and Twitter at the Pin High Pod. What else we got? Go to Golf City Bets and follow Beating that, the Bookie. I think other than that, we're good. Um, Pat, are you going to be? Are weekend. you going to be on a podcast this week? I'm going to be on a podcast this week. Let me shout them out real quick. Um, back, back to Bricks podcast. Back to Bricks podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm recording that later today. We'll, we'll, post, it on our, we'll post it on our story if they. Post yeah, it we'll post it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think this will be a fun week. Definitely, even though I'm working Thursday through Sunday, but I'll try enjoy, to. I'll try to put it championship week. I'll try to put it on the bagroom computer as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been there before on like Sunday mornings or whatever. It's on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. Good luck this week. I think we got some good bets for you guys. Follow along. Maybe we'll do some some uh, some Pat's picks on on the Golf City Bets Instagram and on the Pin High Story. So look out for that. Mm-hmm.